Welcome to I'm Absolutely Fine, the podcast from the mid-alt that looks at all the glamour and indignity of being a grown-up. If you listen on the Entail app, that's E-N-T-A-L-E, photos, links and videos of what we're talking about will pop up as you listen. Have a look. I have to say, I'm slightly dreading this. I don't have a personality anymore. (laughs) Apologies, apologies in advance, everybody. I'm just so happy because it's like, I get to have an unadulterated amount of time with you. And that's great. And actually just, and with my own thoughts, which are totally With virtual me. With virtual me and with your actual terrible thoughts. I know. I want, I can't wait for real you. Anyway, soon. We'll meet again. Well, there's quite a lot of real me, so <laughs> lot more to enjoy. Yay! Oh, I think there's quite a lot more of everyone. I feel so peculiarly kind of, I don't know, like I'm sort of disappearing. Do you know what I mean? That was me disappeared. Yes, I do. <laughs> Come that's on, let's one. get on with it. That's Just like, ask me how I like, am. Oh, how are you, Annabelle? Well, Emily, thanks for asking. I'm absolutely fine, but... <laughs> I am descending, sorry to labour this point, into a sort of deeper and deeper confusion. So supposedly this thing is lifting, supposedly. So what does that mean? And how am I meant to organise what I think is safe and what I think is right? And also, I talk to people and what people are starting to do, uh, which I'm not sure is, is healthy or good, is attaching a moral weight to their decisions in terms of the virus. So, so example, if I catch the virus um, because I've been working, then that's fine because I've been industrious and good. It's quite Victorian. If I catch the virus because I've been fucking around with a couple of friends and a few martinis in the garden, then I deserve it. Then I'm an idiot. Then I should be very angry with myself. And I just don't know if that path is the right one to take. No, it's but that's very interesting. My God, how terrifying! I to think that you, there's a sort of there's a kind of good virus, good illness and bad illness. It's so that's bad. And yeah. also, when you look at people, it's interesting that stay alert kind of rebranding uh, of the virus. And you look at people and you try. You're in the park and you're going, you know, you're trying to establish like whether and they're in the same households. And I literally hate myself for doing it, but I'm using it not as judgment, but as a way of kind of. It's almost like research, like trying to establish what, ha- it's what, what everybody else is feeling. It's trying to create some sort of index of behaviour and emotion so you can work out where you sit on it, right? Exactly. That's exactly beautifully put how it is. And, and, uh, and, and I don't know where I stand on any of it either. You know, anyway. Um, how are you, Em? Are you going to ask me? <laughs> I was going to say, you can ask me how I am. Uh, well, I'm Chippy. absolutely fine, Annabelle. <laughs> I'm absolutely fine, Annabelle, but I I find myself in this weird state of wanting. And I, I've been thinking about it a lot because I want, it's almost like the voice in my head that said should, like you should do yoga, you should finish this piece of work, you should, uh, you know, you should buy a new dress you or whatever. You should be a better person. With... You should exactly. be more of a, you know, force in the world. You should be... Exactly, you should be better at saying no. Yes, or whatever, has now been replaced by, I want to do yoga, I want to go swimming, I want a new dress, I want um, to be a better person, I want to, to be better at saying no. And it's almost like it's all, almost like it's taken kind of eight weeks of lockdown to percolate me down to my sort of absolute, so I can really like assess what I actually want. Well, this the is interesting with that for is, the wantless, needless one. 
needless person. Yes, it's really interesting. The, the difficulty is that I have no agency to get what I want. Mm. That is very oppressive. I think the wanting, so sort of, a lot of the wanting is about freedom. It's about, I think, maybe the people whose wants have got out of control are the sort of, you know, maniacs with placards. Yes, absolutely. Like, I want, I want, I want this stuff. You know, because we're used to believing um, that the world is our oyster. So yeah, if we exactly. want to go swimming, go anywhere, within do anything. reason, we go swimming. Yeah, and that we can shop and we can buy whatever we want and we can see whoever we want and it's our rules and our whatever. And But yes, I wonder whether, for me, it's crystallising the things that I want. I mean, they're very, again, you know, it changes every day, the focus. But it is very odd to feel like you want things. I don't know. I don't know. So it's, it's quite unsettling. Well, most me, of the time right now, I just seem to be wanting a drink. <laughs> I mean, lock, <laughs> lockdown drinking, lockdown drinking is a thing, but I think it has many different flavours. It doesn't just mean like, oh, you know, a bottle of wine a night, oops. So you get the people who, you know, that th- their bodies are their lockdown temples and they are practising their zen and they are saluting the sun at dawn, uh, followed by uh, a, some sort of spiritual gratitude practice. Um, then, you know, they might they might be wearing their hair in plaits. Um, they're planning a tattoo, probably. <laughs> um, and, 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 and they will not pollute their bodies with, with, with sugar or sun cream. But, you know, they're on the tequila and probably... Probably smoking quite a lot of weed and you know so so you know that's that's one way of approaching the um the wanting the wanting the wanting a drink do you think that there are people who are sort of endlessly just topping up just like one so they so they just they drink you know sort of rosé with ice and fizzy water and it's basically just water all day yes yeah, so all Maybe you're doing is, is 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 replenishing your fluids and rehydrating right basically Exactly. Yeah, and exactly. then you look at the empty bottles, you think, well, someone's been drinking a lot of spritzes. <gasps> Who's that? Not us. Weird exactly. that I can't remember anything after 2.30pm yesterday. Because <laughs> lunches can get long, right? Mornings may well, be spent doing the yoga, doing the work, doing the homeschooling, God forbid, you know, what, you know whatever it might be, going for the, the run or the bicycle ride or, you know, baking or needlepoint or fucking pottery. I made a pot yesterday. I don't want to talk about it. Um, but then lunch can somehow wipe out the rest of the day. I am so pleased that I am not a, a lockdown drinker or any kind of drinker because I would have literally drunk all the booze on the first night. Yes. So I would, I, I would have been a, a lockdown binger. It would have been like, okay, let's get some cocktail stuff in and let's get some wine in and let's whatever. Do you remember then, when like... you used to have to go to destination weddings? Million pounds. <laughs> and you'd get there on the Friday and the wedding was the Saturday. Yes. I, mean, I, I mean, I always went insane on that friday night on the on the friday night yeah and then it would and you know sometimes, and i still I mean, would oh. by the way if anyone was unwise enough to have one or ask me to <laughs> one i would still be ripping it up on the friday night and an absolute like shadow on the saturday i know all those all those the weddings that you witnessed basically through a kind of terrible fog possibly just thinking is it too early to start drinking again or probably you know have drunk are drinking while while watching people get married (laughs) (laughs) yes hopefully um yeah and then also and also there are people there's quite a lot of this on instagram who are like doing oh it's cocktail o'clock so they're masking (laughs) their potential need and alcoholism with uh with a sort of artistic creativity 
So this sort of <laughs> metaphorical cannon goes off for them at, you know, 4.59 when suddenly, oh, it's cocktail o'clock. And, um, and they haven't had a drink earlier in the day. And then they produce something very beautiful in their best glass, probably with like an umbrella in it or maybe like an edible flower or something like that. Um, Stanley Tucci, who I adore, has been doing his his cocktail cocktail lockdown locktails or whatever and i think that they're there that people are watching them and just making them along with stanley and then sort of toasting but the bit that that wouldn't worry me so much it's the bit after that well where do you go from there more cocktails yeah. you can't go <laughs> anywhere it's very worried do you think there are people as well who are only drinking on weekends yes, who sort i spoke, of to, I spoke so- to a girlfriend of mine yesterday and, and, and i you know last night and i had a vodka and tonic and and I said, have you got a drink? She said, no, I, I'm, I'm trying not to drink except at weekends. And I said, um, why would you do that? What are you trying to prove? Yes, exactly. Why would you do that? Why would you do that to yourself? Um, and uh, But I mean, you may not be drinking, but uh, eating? Well, so yes, lockdown eating habits. Now, I don't want to get into that thing where we're sort of punishing ourselves for eating a lot, but bloody hell. The hunger for carbs has been completely out of control. What's your carbs of I'm choice? Literally, any kind of bread, preferably sourdough, preferably with with everything, <laughs> and then in between. I don't know why bread is. I think bread has just become to symbolise safety for me, like a pillow of uh, a pillow of sourdough is where I want to lay my head. Um, what about you? It's a sort of funny mixture. I did learn something the other day. This isn't so much eating. Um, I, quite, quite, quite often, I, I'm I am rattling with supplements, many of which uh, I'll talk about another time. I think are slightly transforming me from from angry maniac to slightly more serene maniac, and um, and sometimes I forget to take them till the end of the day. And you know, really, guys, take supplements with water because I I, <laughs> I I I was taking supplements with vodka and tonic last night. But there are so many supplements; it took me about three vodka and tonics just to get to ground zero with the supplements. Um, you know, I, I I I the other day I took my supplements with soup, which was quite <laughs> st- quite scaldy, quite scaldy in the back of the throat. But the thing is, if it gets to the end of the day, you're like, oh oh gosh, you know, I I, I can't miss a day. I, I I'll, I'll take them with with whatever's whatever's available. So wine, vodka. Ugh. Um, what what am I eating? Well, I tell you what I like to do, and I find very relaxing. And I know you think this is very decadent, and I don't know why you think it's so decadent, but I really like eating fruit in the bath. <laughs> I read in the bath. I think it's so decadent. I read in the bath. And uh, it's sort of, you know, it's very much my let's have a swim in Lake Me. And I eat fruit in the bath. Oranges are a favourite. Peeling an orange, eating it in the bath. Cherries are a favourite. So uh, it's a bit inconvenient if you you, you have to fish around for for, for a lost orange segment. But, you know, it's quite Cleopatra. So just infuse the bath with citrus. I ate toast in the bath the other day, which is which is actually crummy and not nice. No, that didn't Soggy work. Soggy bread is not good. And crumbs in the bath in your sort of creases. Crumbs in your creases, not my favourite thing. But um, the other thing, and again, this is the same family as bread as, or all the crackers. I think I, I, I went a bit mad and thought we would have crackers. Crackers is a really good thing to have. You can put anything on crackers. Mm, now I'm just Delicious, like, healthy crackers, crackers. Charcoal crackers, yes. seeded crackers, skinny, thin, thin crackers that don't really count as like <laughs> eating air. Yeah, the really eye-wateringly expensive artisanal ones, you know, that are so... That Black are like, and shaped like a hexagon. Exactly, and that literally, that you, you almost crack a crown every time you bite into them, whatever. Anyway, so there you go. 
But yeah. And you'll stick it you you'll stick anything on them, like pesto. Yeah, exactly. A bit of ketchup, sometimes bit of chocolate. Yeah, pickles. Pickles and crackers I adore. Yeah, so I basically go on crackers, which is not really a surprise. I mean, because there has been no big reveal this summer, has there? It's not like we're like, oh, I've got to get ready to wear my sundress in public or wear, <laughs> I mean, God, you know, a bikini? <laughs> oh, can you imagine wearing a bikini? No, um, but there will be a point where I want to some, maybe like want well, to sunbathe and then that'll be, that'll be interesting. I keep reading that they're trying to find ways to do Love Island. So listen, guys, you're either in or you're out with Love Island. It's a filthy, disgusting thing. Um, the <laughs> habit and, and, and obviously it really it messes with these young people's mental health and the whole thing is, is, is sick and wrong. But my God, if you get into it, it's, you, you have a sort of three-month sentence where you can't put it down. Um, and um, and, and they, uh, they're trying to work out if they can film it ahead or if they can do it in, I mean, somewhere that they were looking at doing it somewhere like the sort of silly aisles or something. <laughs> be absolutely freezing and covered in midge bites. Um, but um, you know it, it's fu- it's funny Love Island because you think oh gosh it's just full of sort of you know blow up dolls but the thing is all these ripped guys and tiny little you know girls are you know that it's all about their hearts really that's the compulsion we don't we don't watch it for the glittering repartee because there isn't any it's the vulnerability of people who are looking for love looking for approval looking for affirmation so it's sort of heartbreaking yes they're looking for tans yes they're looking for fame but what would it be like, I can't help but wonder, if that holiday villa was filled with men and women aged between, you know, what, 35 and 45? <laughs> what, would, what would they be doing? Uh, our very own Love Island. I mean, it is a bit dist- It would be quite weird, quite meta watching Love Island now when we're in our own kind of, not villas, sadly, trapped in our own houses, unable to go anywhere. I think the first thing for me, if if I was on Love Island, would be to ensure that there was shade at all in at, at every opportunity. Irreversible sun damage, irreversible <laughs> sun damage, pigmentation, pigmentation, skin elasticity. Yes, all of that stuff. So, so you basically and lots of sun cream would be applied to the backs of hands, wouldn't it, for the sunspots? Did you know um, that those sunspots on the back of your hand, those liver spots, nice. The French call them flowers on the path to the grave, <laughs> which is very French of them. But I'd be basically that I'd be the person like, I mean, there would be nothing to film except for me dragging my sun lounger from from corner to corner, from more shady, from more shady. So also, like trying to string up enormous bed sheets, exactly, as tarpaulins, to, yeah, exactly. And and also, you know, when you're when you're when you're looking for like the perfect dapple, you're like, I want dapple. So it's sort of like that feels like sun free sunbathing, doesn't it? When there's dapple. It, Exactly. So I'd be looking. I'm under a tree, but I'm still going to go honey coloured. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Also, I would also I would be so boring because I would be reading. I mean, I read eight books on my honeymoon. I would just be like, oh, there's the reading person. No sex. I know what you'd be doing, but I know you'd be reading and you would be flossing. (laughs) Yes, I would be flossing all the time. Imagine women in their forties. There'd be so much flossing, and I don't mean g-strings in that villa. Also, flossing because we'd be eating fucking, like, nuts and seeds and crudite coming out of our ass. Yeah, it's absolutely true. I mean, imagine the sort of levels of guacamole that would be going on. <laughs> I'd be like... One no. person, probably me, one person in that villa would spend the entire eight weeks cleaning all the surfaces all the time. All the surfaces all the time. And very passive-aggressively saying things like, oh, no, 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 don't mind me. It's just how I relax. <laughs> yeah. Biodegradable wipes, biodegradable wipes. <laughs> 
<laughs> the other thing about the um about me, I'd either be moving my sun lounger to the dapples, but also arranging myself on the sun lounger for the most kind of back supporting, knee supporting, also flattering. Because that's the thing, you know, these 19 to 24 year olds, they just flop down and everything stays. And they never look like roadkill. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Can you imagine? But like, it would, it would, the artful arrangement for before I was camera ready would, would take so long and also so much breathing. It'd be so uncomfortable. Can you imagine? It'd be almost, so like, a, almost like a dance. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. Practically a ballet, but just like a lot less grateful. Um, and, uh, and 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 no one would sleep. I mean, who sleeps? No, you know, as as the weeks progressed, all all these all these contestants in their forties would become more and more deranged with exhaustion, exhaustion and sleep deprivation, and more and more dependent on coffee, which would loom really large. But it would have to be quite good coffee. With with, oh with, with with one with one of many 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 milks, you know all the milks: semi skimmed, full fat milk, soy milk, almond milk. There'd be lactose free milk. There'd be oat milk. There'd be coconut milk. There'd be there'd so be a, you know there'd be a cocktail bar of milks, none of which anyone would really like. And no. someone would say, someone would say, would you like milk with that? And then someone would re- would reply something like, do you have avocado? Milk? <laughs> no. <laughs> Who has time to milk an avocado? It's not right. <laughs> Too many. Right. Milks, too many milks. So true. Can you imagine, like sleeping? Because you, obviously you couldn't sleep one with other people, and also you can never sleep in in like on the first few nights of, of villas. Also, we'd have all have had to brought our own pillows. <laughs> Can you yeah, imagine? It's true. Like here I am. My name is Emily, and I, here's my pillow. Yes, exactly. So practically making not just their bed, but all the beds because they just can't. I, that would be me. I couldn't deal with a room full of unmade beds. That would be very, very triggering. Totally true. And also, can you imagine? Can you imagine there would also be like all of us trying to meditate and, and failing, failing. <laughs> <laughs> all day? Someone somewhere would be trying and failing to meditate. <laughs> oh, and otherwise, and we would just be silly, like silly singing snippets. We would just be singing snippets of songs, like um, Radio Gaga, oh, Radio Gaga. Don't, 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 and, don't, don't, don't. That's unforgettable. That'll be in my head the, for a week. No, no, and then the unmentionable, which obviously I definitely can't do to anyone because it will just stay in their heads forever. Can I? Can I? Oh, go on. Okay, it's R. Kelly's ignition. Oh, you're <laughs> an evil genius. <laughs> Everybody say, hee, hee. <laughs> Fresh out if the, the producers kitchen. really wanted to mess with um, people's, with the women's heads, they'd, um, they'd come in the middle of the night and remove all the tweezers from the villa. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? Uh, no, I cannot imagine the stress. Also, we'd all be like, we'd all have hair masks on our heads as well to try and protect that sort of, that lifting, you know, that orangey yes. like sun for all our roots. And eight weeks, they definitely have to be colorists there. I mean, because otherwise, um, yes, colorists and 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 hopefully a doctor. I know there was one year, but like the bean bags for a start. <laughs> I mean, they're trying to get in and trying to get up, and the doctor would be, I mean, far and away the most popular person in the villa, right? Oh, definitely, unless there was a chiropractor. <laughs> yes, and and with constantly people approaching and going, sorry, I'm sure it's just an ache. I'm sure it's nothing, but would you just mind? Would you just mind taking? Look, I once said to an osteopath, um, I'd sprain my ankle, and I, and I once said to him, and I was about to lie on his bed, and I said, um. I said, shall I take my dress off? And he said, um, I was only going to look at your ankle, but if you like. <laughs> <laughs> 
so squashing. I sort of just removed my sock and lay down slightly humiliated on the bed. So um, funny. But they are planning to film it differently, I read yesterday, or you know, thinking about filming it differently to protect the content- contestants' mental health, which obviously they should do because none of these guys come out in very good shape, I don't think. But um, how's your mental health? My mental health is a confusing mixture of feeling all the feelings all the time, feeling that I am capable and a kind of warrior woman and I can take us all through this and also feeling like a um, like a sort of numb zombie. <laughs> well, I, I spoke to um, a very old friend of mine who's a therapist yesterday and we were, you know, she was saying um, that we, and Susie Allback wrote quite a good piece about this in The Guardian a couple of weeks ago. You, there are going to be a lot of very post-traumatic people, but we won't see that for a bit. I think that's, that's, that's the worry, isn't it? That you're sort of storing up all these 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 feelings and you're you're trying to live in the present i mean i think that's one good thing about it is that it's much easier to be in the present here because the future is so uncertain and such a blank it's sort of interesting you know there was an interesting meme going around um a couple of days ago that said um well all the people who made you know five-year plans in 2015 didn't see this coming and it's so true Mm. it's like the sort of even you can't even rehearse the um you know story that you might tell at the you know dinner that you're going to be at tonight um because you want to have something up your sleeve because you're feeling very socially anxious there's not even that because you're not going to be anywhere no, exactly. But, and there are no outcomes to, you can't, we don't know how we're going to come out of it, actually, because it's so, so, so gradual. Anyway, so I feel... Well, we shot into it and I think we're going to limp out of it. So, so line yeah. up the shrinks, guys. Yes, oh my God. Oh my God, I know. I know I should probably put an, a, a Zoom appointment in with my therapist. I wonder I why know, I, I know I that. should, but I, I haven't either. And I, and, I, and I just sort of can't face it, but I know I should. But I mean, think about all the therapists that... We've sort of, you know, worked our way through over the years. <laughs> yeah. The most effective one for me was The Brute. I mean, super fierce. You, you couldn't hide behind a depressing story. You couldn't hide behind, you know, a rant about the indignities. You couldn't be charming because it was just, you couldn't get anything past The Brute. So you'd slightly dread every visit. You, you know, you, you'd just cry just to try and stop her from probing. And eventually you'd feel better than you have done in years. But it was a really a brutal process yeah you see so i i i much favor the mother approach you know the kind of my mother therapist she was so lovely to me and so kind and thoughtful and considerate she listened she was so patient she wasn't judgy or snarky and she weirdly had like at least six clocks dotted around the room so you never know when she was looking at the time, like so protective of my mental health. And, um, and I, thought, I just sat there and droned on about imposter syndrome and why I was fixated by the blob on my face. Yeah, she was so cosy and so nice. And I, I don't know if I learned anything at all. Do you know what You've I mean? You've gone all misty. I'm certain she did nothing for you. Um, <laughs> but um, but uh, one of my best friends had, um, oh, the novelty, a man. A man Ooh. therapist. Oh, how Ooh. grown up. Oh, yeah. And that was, and she, I remember her saying, she, you know, she was fine with that because she was, you know, really in control of all her daddy stuff because she's an adult. And it, and it had been such a long time. She was married since she'd had an inappropriate crush. And really, I think it made her feel a bit cool and edgy to have a male therapist, like having a male masseur not minding or a manny. Or a male um, Athena. But then she found that um, she quite wanted to make him laugh. And, 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 and I knew, we talked about this with some degree of shame, that she, she was wondering if he, if, if, if he was thinking about her when she wasn't there. And then she realised it was a bad idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was abort, a bad idea abort, to have a man. Abort. Exactly. Yeah, eject, exactly. Eject. 
I know a friend of mine had a, a really, like, a really academic one who was like, everything was Freudian. She was German, obviously, but exhaustingly so. And, you know, I think I re- remember her saying to me that she asked, the therapist asked her why she preferred spoons more than forks and, uh, and oh asked her God. about her dreams. And, and uh, but the hilarious I don't remember thing, my fucking <laughs> dreams. Exactly, and I don't care. But the, but the, um, the worst bit about it was that was that when she tried to get rid of her or when she tried to sack her, she said, um, no, I, d- I don't think we're done yet. For two years this went on. No, I don't think we're done yet. So I think, and in re- retrospect, I think my friend was like, hmm, maybe I wasn't the crazy one. I think what sometimes shrinks do is you try to leave and then they make you cry just to prove that you're not done yet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, what about this? Digs, needle, whatever. And what about group? Have you ever done group therapy? Yeah, I have. Uh, I, I, I'm I a big know. fan No, see I'm a big fan but I understand the whole thing because you feel sort of oddly you sit down for the first time you feel supported you love them all and everything is resonating and you identify madly and then at the same time there's that terrible voice in your head that's saying isn't she quite annoying is yeah, he moaning what, again yeah yeah don't like his shoes yeah. Oh God, not that story again. And then you feel, and then it, somehow you feel bad about it. And then yeah, you just yeah. Re- are reminded that you're a terminally terrible person. <laughs> exactly. But, but he's quite hot. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll just keep going then. So if we're planning our our, our shrinkage, our, our therapy, then we um uh, need to be mindful of shrink etiquette, which is a thing in itself. Like, don't ask your shrink about their sex life. Don't ask <sighs> them about their life at all, because if they answer, it'll only be because they've decided to um collude with you and pretend to have a normal conversation and then it'd be awkward also you can't touch them which is i'm such a hugger i mean obviously this was pre-corona hugging whatever but and if you want to touch them you have to ask them which is also good advice for life i think um but i i knew i knew that i was in trouble when my therapist gave me a hug as i left i was like oh oh yeah yeah that's something also sharing therapists yeah when you recommend your own therapist to a very good friend, that 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 you got to you got to have some boundaries in there. If you do that, I I did that and then made the mistake of saying to the therapist, "Oh, you know, how's Meg?" And um and and you know they pride themselves on keeping things separate. And she said something chilling like, "What's your point?" <laughs> so terrifying. So I shrank, shrank into the stinky sofa, shrank. Oh God, yeah. And also, in the end, you do have to talk about your mother. You can't just lie there and cry. <laughs> No. You, <laughs> you, you have uh, to go there. You have to go there. Uh, don't eat. You can drink, but I think munching and 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 and, and spraying crumbs everywhere is is, uh, is, <laughs> is not okay. Like like just 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 you know bite down and bite down, just munch down. No, that's <laughs> no. Right. wolf down. <laughs> You see, I, I lose my words now because I'm not talking to anybody except you. Wolf down an energy bar or something as you climb the stairs. Um, also they I had like one therapist it. who was on like the fifth floor, and so and, and so by the time I got up there, I was always out of breath, which put me on the back foot. Yes, because I wanted just a minute to not speak, but she wasn't going to speak, so we had to stare for a while. And obviously, that's intolerable, so I had to say <laughs> and start talking. They don't like it when you're late either. Um, it's I was always late, and they say it's because you're cheating yourself out of yeah, your they own think, time. They that's think a- there's going to be a deep-rooted reason why you felt the need to be late. It really, it really offends them. I think they take it to their shrink. Every shrink has a shrink. It's the law. I think it is actually, is the law, actually. They call them supervisors, don't they? I'll talk talk to my supervisor about that. 
The other thing that's that is that people have got to remember as well is that if it's not working, it might not. It might just be the chemistry. It might. Yeah. It might not be you being broken and so irredeemably kind of dysfunctional that you're never going to... So you can actually look for another one. I think that's good yeah, advice that's for life as well. Qu- quite good advice generally, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. If it's, if it's not, not going... Working, go and yeah. find another one. Yeah. <sighs> well. I know. I feel like I can't bear to break it off. I know. We're sort of, this is the thing, listeners, is, is we're going to have to say goodbye to you and each other, which is, uh, which is depressing in equal measure. But um, thank you for being with us this week. And we will see you next Thursday. Yeah. Stay safe, everyone. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to Annabelle Rifkin and Emily McMeekin of The Middalt. Our book, I'm Absolutely Fine, is out now. If you like what you hear, please rate, review and subscribe. And we'll just leave you with this thought. Wishbone, backbone, funny bone. Funnybone.